0: beastnet is brought to you by james safety services and in partnership with beast ocr here we discuss all things ocr and fitness related running endurance conditioning rocking, and more welcome to beastnet
1: hey everybody out there in beastnet land hammer here and on this episode of beastnet we are talking with Stan morgan hey how are you doing great awesome um so uh, what, uh, what got you started into, uh, into doing OCR?
0: Wow. so I did my first race back in 2012 in Temecula, the city I live in now. And Spartan would actually come here two times a year uh, early in the year. January was a super, and then the fall was always a beast. So the venue was Vale Lake. I think many of the OG Spartan racers and OCR racers have done that course, and it's a good one. And I would do it just basically like twice a year for about three years before I really got bit by the bug and started traveling more to to races. So um, I think yeah. you know I had a running background, so it incorporated well with just trail running. And then um, I was in the Marine Corps, so we did a lot of obstacle stuff. Oh wow, That's awesome! A good combination, yeah, so that cool. was a really nice well, uh, start, and doing it ever since.
1: Awesome! Thank you for your uh, for your service.
0: You're welcome. <laughs>
1: um I guess I should ask <laughs> normally I lead off with this question first um I, I had my little list of questions over here but uh, normally I lead off with uh you know tell me a little bit about, your, about yourself and you I mean if you want to elaborate on that a little bit more you can um because I know you just talked a little bit about where you had come from and whatnot
0: yeah so yeah I I grew up I kind of had a crazy mom and a crazy dad that were super into fitness like in the 80s <laughs> and I can remember my dad, my dad was a Seattle firefighter for 30 years and was real fit. Oh, wow. And my mom was in the fitness industry um, and was like a athletic director at an uh, athletic club. So we just kind of grew up, you know, going to her workplace and just being around fitness. And she was a big racer. She did triathlons and marathons. And and then my dad was just always super fit doing competitions. And so that's just kind <clears> of <throat> how we were raised. I have four sisters. And I remember being at the track as a young girl or doing a 5K with my mom, <clears throat> excuse me, and um, kind of went from there, I guess. I was a competitive gymnast from the time I was 5 to 14, so I think that was a really good base for having good upper body strength and being you know, good at the obstacles, and then having that running yeah. background for my mom translated well into um, just being into sports, and I ran track my senior year in high school. And so I turned out for the cross-country team in college. I went to Whitman College in Walla Walla, Washington, and kind of realized that I was pretty good at running and I loved it. So kind of stuck with it. And then once I graduated from Whitman, I was commissioned as a second lieutenant in the Marine Corps, where you do a, a lot of running uh, through the woods, oh, yeah. on the dirt, in your boots and Utes, as we call it, just, you know, you're your utility uniform and carrying, you know, sometimes carrying a load, carrying a weapon. And, um, yeah, so it was a really, I guess, easy transfer from that background into OCR. Yeah. Loved every minute of it. So. Awesome. Cool.
1: Um, so, so what, um, I know that you said that you, you know, you love running and all that, and, and, um, but I know that I, I know a lot of time, it's not just a love of running. Um, I mean, I know there's usually like some sort of like subconscious motivation. So what is it that that motivates you to just keep going and keep doing it all the time?
0: Well, so I, I mentioned I had four sisters and we actually, when I was 15, we lost my sister who was two years older than me in a car accident. And then I guess fast forward to 2010, we lost another sister to overdose. And I think you know I'm that first loss. Um, oh thank you. Um, that I guess that initial first loss of Cassie was a tough one, just because she was a great athlete, and you know, just as a young girl losing a sister, that's kind of a, just a tremendous thing to go through. And I think, you know, as I grew up, and um, you know, just wanted to carry her spirit and memory with me. I felt like running really was that place to do it. You know, I would find myself. Like in that that dark pain cave or that that hard point of a race where you know you maybe your, your mind's playing game, games with you and you want to start shutting it down, you know, uh, yeah. her memory would come up or she would be that motivator for me, just kind of keeping her spirit alive when those dark places come up. So, you know, and then again with the loss of my other sister, same thing. Just can't kind of carrying them with me. Um, so that definitely is a big motivator for me, and I think too having served in the Marine Corps and, and, you know, having lost Marines and, and, you know, trying to carry on what, what, what they missed out on in a way, you know, you know, when we're yeah. out there running a race. And you, you think about those people that are gone and they don't get to toe that yeah. line. They're not out there with able body. And I, that's another piece that I think I, I keep with me and really is a, a motivating factor. So yeah. Not to uh, so. bring you down or go into those dark. Places. No, no. But yeah, that's, I think that's a, a big piece of who I am and and what. Yeah,
1: more day to day. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, and we we draw inspiration from everywhere, and you know, everybody draws inspiration and motivation from different places, and um, you know, and it's it's really honorable, you know, that you that you strive to carry on the memories of you know not only your sisters but those that, uh, you know, that you lost during this, you know, your time in the service and stuff like that. It's definitely, um, I can't imagine it's definitely something that it's, you know, I'm not familiar with at all on, on either aspect. So, you know, but, you know, we, like I said, we, we, we get our motivation and inspiration from different places and, you know, and as long as, as long as we stay driven and as long as it continues to motivate us and, you know, we don't let, the things like that bring us down, which it obviously sounds like you're doing a fantastic job of, you know, not letting it bring you down, but it, it, it actually serves to to lift you up and motivate you to do more, which is which is quite honorable and it's it's actually very amazing.
0: Oh, thanks for saying so. Yeah. I think it could just be one thing where you know, you let it define me and, and like you said, drag me down and be a point of depression. But, you know, you think about what these people would have wanted or how they they would have want their lives to have played out and you know for me my my sister that passed when I was in high school she was like that person who you know always like the most inspirational on the team always the one that like was friends with everyone regardless of click and you know that kind of stuff just stays with me so yeah absolutely just you know running running for them and it's you know not just about you and your race day and your race like you know finding your why and really you know my sisters are my why, and a lot of the Marines who we lost are my why, and it's a big
1: motivating factor, so yeah. Yeah, that is that is really, really awesome. Um, thank you for sharing that, by the way. And now, a word from our sponsors. Like what you hear? Make sure and subscribe and review us on your favorite podcast platform. Be sure to find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you're using YouTube, please click the little red subscribe icon, then click the little bell for notifications of future episodes. And if you could give us a thumbs up and we're back. What, um, what would you say is, so I know you're a Spartan pro athlete. Um, now besides becoming a, a pro athlete, I mean, I'm sure that was, that was pretty, uh, pretty amazing, you know, deal and ordeal for you. Um, what would you say is your favorite, um, OCR moment for
0: you? Um, so, well, let me just go back to the Spartan pro thing, um, okay. which has been so great and such an honor, but also like, so there's like a lot, a lot of Spartan pros and there's actually been kind of a, a little bit of controversy with just like the number of pros on the team and just kind of mm-hmm. like the level and like, well, what are the standards to make the team? And, you know, so there's definitely yeah. like a tier system. So there's like, you know, you're. Nicole Miracles, your Faith settings, your Alyssa, your Lindsay Websters who are like that tier one, who are like, no joke, getting yeah. a good chunk of money to show up to, at every race, which is like, awesome. They're like division one athletes, Olympic, well, like, so deserving and training, you know, at elevation, Boulder, all that stuff. And then there's kind of that tier two level, which is like kind of middle of the road. I mean, more like, I guess, like me and some others I could name, but just, you know, we're not going to show up at like a national series race and win it, right? We're not going to be top five, maybe maybe six, seven, eight, um, top 10. But, you know, we're not getting like money to show up type deal in our contract. But such an honor to wear the uniform and, you know, get a season pass and, you know, have a jersey with our name on it. Definitely like huge point of pride that I just, I got a hat at Tahoe that says Spartan Pro Team. And like, I mean, besides wearing the Marine Corps uniform and representing my country, like, I'm so proud to wear the Spartan uniform and, and represent this great sport in that way. So absolutely. But you know, I just want to point out there's definitely like levels of that pro team where like, you know, you know, there's that tier one and who I admire greatly and are some amazing people both on and off the course. And then, yeah, for us, it's, it's tier two. And, you know, our like sponsorship wise, I, I'm not at that level where I'm getting money, like podium bonuses. And, like, I get product yeah. sponsorship really only. So that's kind of where I'm at. So, you know, I'm a mom of four. So just trying to find that balance between, like, all right, I'm going to go to Jacksonville for the sprint in February. Well, <laughs> I'm going to miss all, all my kids' games. I'm my, my third grader's basketball coach. And, you know, my husband has a full-time job. So it's going to put a lot on him. And so there's just, like, oh yeah kind of a lot that goes into the i guess that tier 2 athlete where you know like yeah. Alex Walker for example she's got a she's a full-time dental hygienist she's a single mom you know so like we definitely have some some other challenges that we have to you know work around you know so i feel like yeah i'm a pro athlete but there's like an asterisk after it so to speak and yeah. um though yeah i'm honored to like say that but definitely like a different level i guess in the tier one oh, yeah. but yeah
1: so oh yeah I definitely understand about the you know the mean you know i have I have a daughter yeah. and we have um another one on the way, and so Good it's thought, it's yeah. really hard for me <laughs> it's really hard for me to um you know to try and kind of like make time or divert my time to doing more races and I know this year um I did quite a few races this year um and it was it was really hard to balance being at home, being a father, having a full-time job, we work on graveyard shift and, you know, trying to find sleep in the middle of all that, you know, and then later yeah. on towards the end of the year, you pick up, you know, you pick up being like a a, a podcast host. And so it's like life is just extremely, extremely busy at this point. And um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's so crazy. It's almost, it's like, you know um, aside from like their actual like training and stuff like that all the time, it almost seems like, in a sense, like the tier two um it's like you have to work a little bit harder because you still have to train <laughs> for these events, you know you still you know you but you're balancing all these different things in life, um you know, being a parent and having a full time job, and you know whereas like the tier one that's like their source of income, that's what they do, that is sure. their job
0: it's a lot of and, pressure yeah absolutely. So,
1: Exactly, they have you know they have a lot of pressure to up uphold their fitness and um, to uphold their status as a tier one, you know, pro athlete. Whereas like the yeah. tier twos, you know, I feel like it would be a lot. To me, I feel like tier two would be a little bit harder in the aspect that you're still, you know, training as much as you can, but you're balancing all the everyday life with you know having a full-time job and kids and responsibilities and you know, and, and that's gotta be rough, you know, I mean, you've, you just got so many, you know, extracurricular things going on. Like you said, you know, you your kid's basketball coach and you're going to miss games. And, and, you know, and I feel, I feel horrible. Some, you know, a, a lot of the time when I go to like a race weekend or something like that, and, you know, I've got to leave my wife at home with this fiery little redhead that we have. And she's, she's just, mm-hmm. when she gets on one, she's on one and she stays on one. So it's, um, but you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, I guess I can, I can relate in a way just, you know, with the, the busyness and with how much, um, scheduling conflicts there are. So, I mean, yeah. I, I, I just, I couldn't imagine, you know, having, you know, having a season pass. Cause I think I would go crazy with that. I'd be like, oh man, I get a season pass, <laughs> you know, yeah,
0: um, that's the thing. what, like, you're what, just what am I going of... to? Absolutely. You just feel pressure to be at all these races, because you can, and yeah, you make a good point about just, like, it being hard for any level, just, I think it's just, like, a different kind of hard, like, I've stayed with space quite a few times on the road, and, like, her level of pressure, if she doesn't win, is, like, she's, her income goes down dramatically, and for me, like, if I don't, uh, it's fine, but then she doesn't, she's not dealing with, like, the mom guilt of four kids, like, why are you leaving again, mom? It's just, so, yeah, it's just, like, a different kind of hard, and, you know, and and i'm not asking for sympathy it's it's just like part of no no of course you're gonna deal with you know choosing to be an athlete at this level so yeah yeah it's It's, interesting
1: it's all you know it's all relative in a way um you know
0: absolutely
1: yeah it relates on so many different levels Um, yeah awesome do you like challenges that are fun tough and might use tacos Head on over to beastchallenge.com and check out our upcoming events, including Beasts 5K+, a combination of race and endurance event, and the Bucket Mile. Keep an eye on the Beasts OCR Facebook group for event gatherings. For more information, head on over to beastchallenge.com and the Beasts OCR Facebook group. You'll be glad you did. So in your training, what, uh, what does your workout look like?
0: So I for a while was I had a coach Ian Hosek who's amazing and a great running coach and anyone who is looking to just dial in their running training just to kind of like, if you are clueless with how to become a good runner or how your training should look, he's a, he's a great guy and his prices are really competitive. Um, But I have kind of shied away from his training. I feel like I was kind of over-training more uh, because of, I was wanting to do his stuff and then do, And more on top of that. So I just decided to just back off of um, the Ian Hosick running training program and kind of do my own thing for a while. And then my strength stuff was coming from Yancey camp. So I've kind of morphed more into doing more of the Yancey stuff and and more of the running stuff that that he provides on one of his um, premier athletes. And his training is actually just that worked really well with my schedule and lifestyle and being a mom and getting in and out and knowing exactly what I'm going to be doing in the gym. Um, And really what it is, is like, he's got a good chunk of the first part of the workout is going to be running or intervals, uh, treadmill work, heavy carries. And then he goes right into like almost like a CrossFit style, high interval, like uh, low weight, high rep type strength training, and then a ton of grip. So that's, I've been following his stuff exclusively since um, August, and I think that's really helped me towards the latter part of the season and, and having some success in these later races. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I typically like my long runs, I stay for the weekends. I do, like, a tempo workout during the week, some hill a hill workout during the week. And then I'm really only running, like, four days a week and then uh, strength on five days. I, uh, coming from a gymnastics background, like, I just – I could spend – Two to three hours at the gym doing nothing but strength, and I just I love it. So, um, yeah, I kind of have to keep myself disciplined by not doing too much of that. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so it's just a, a good combination of that: the four days of running with you know four to five days of strength, and that seems cool. to work for me.
1: Yeah, um, that's funny that you had um, you had mentioned Nancy um, Camp because the more and more I interview people, the more that name comes up, and so I've I've been. I'm kind of looking into it and stuff like that, and um I know that here recently and i I can't remember off the top of my head because I can barely remember what I did last week um, you know this this whole graveyard schedule's got me all mentally frazzled, you know, so it's like the more people I interview, the more Yancey camp comes up. And I keep hearing it and keep hearing it. And it's like, every time I hear it, I'm like, you know what? I should probably look into that more because, you know, everybody, you know, everybody's given a great, you know, great response and, and everybody's, you know, seems to be um, really pleased with the results that they're getting from it. And I'm like, you know, I've only basically just, I wouldn't say just recently, but like within the past couple of years, I've I've really started to make my health and my fitness a lot more of my focus Just because I feel like I want, I kind of got this weird, like, um, and I wouldn't say it's exclusive to me because I've talked to other people before. And that's kind of what motivated me to do it was that, you know, I have this kind of like fear that I'm not going to be around as long for my kids if I don't do something about my health and my fitness now. And yeah. Um, and I've, I mean, I'm, I'm a self-proclaimed and I'm, I'm a very self-admitted like couch potato. I will veg out any time of the day if I, if at all possible. Um, so it's really tough for me. Um, just for me, it's like tough for me to find motivation sometimes to get up and, and, um, and, you know, and just kind of do things on my own. I'm, I'm very like, I respond well to structure. So I respond very well to, you know, actually having like a coach or, um, somebody that holds me accountable um, to these things, and I, you know, I've, I, I got to give it to Don because Don constantly tries to get me to go out on walks and stuff like that. And with my schedule being the way it is, it's really tough for me to, to even physically or mentally wrap my mind around getting up early in the morning and going out on a walk when it's like 30 degrees outside. So I, mean, I know he's been trying to kind of hold me accountable and stuff like that, and and, and you know, I, I greatly appreciate you know, his efforts. And, um, but yeah, I do, I do respond pretty well to, to structure. And I, that's why I'm like, you know, maybe I should really look into this, you know, this Yancy camp. So every, every time it comes up, I always think that, and, um, I've actually started kind of looking at it, um, uh, not like right now, but, um, earlier today I was like, yeah, you know, I, when I read the email and it, I'd see it, didn't, um, it said that you had, um, you were talking about Yancy camp and I was like, Oh, well, there's another Yancy camp reference. So I'm, I'm going to look it up. So.
0: Yeah, you should. I mean, he he has been in the industry longer than anyone. He's just kind of got it all figured out and has, you know, run through these workouts himself. He's definitely the guy that's not just telling you what to do. He's out there doing it too. And you see him at races and he's just like, his passion for this sport and just not just, not just OCR, just like kind of for life. Like, he has these videos that kind of precede each workout and <clears throat> even like if it's a recovery day, I'll listen to the, to, to the video and it's just like, this kind of gives you good little tidbits for life and just kind of lays it, lays it out for you. And yeah, he's uh he's definitely a great coach and knows what he's doing, but he's also got like really good messaging too that you can carry with you. So definitely worth checking out. And, and, pretty awesome. I mean, $30 a month is, you can't really beat that price. So it's, he offers a lot for the price. So it's worth checking out. In fact, there's like, I think it's a three month promo going on right now. So you could check it out for a month. If it's not for you, then move on. But yeah, definitely worth looking to do.
1: So um, how do you like your relationship with DJ Shoes?
0: Well, first of all, Matt Gorski, who's in basically the, the head guy in charge of domestic distribution and, and running the whole show. He's awesome. He's just like such a like laid back guy, but also very supportive and just real a really good representative of the brand and and a great ambassador for the athletes. So he's been great to work with. Um, the shoes are awesome. They're just they're a state-of-the-art OCR shoe. And I've run in them for just a little over a year now. And mm-hmm. uh, my, my feet have done really well on them. So he, um, he's actually based out of Portland, but he worked in distribution and is the the reason why uh, the shoes are making such a big name here in the U.S. It's a, a U.K.-based company, um, but he's done a good job of getting the shoes out here and in the hands of some, you know, good athletes. And yeah, so they've been great. I ran them in the Tahoe, held up great, and um, my, my favorite... Model is the Mac and um, the grip is just like Primo. So yeah, if you're looking for a shoe that you know you're not quite sure what you should be running in for OCR, it's it's a great one. So
1: yeah, I'll definitely have to look into that. Uh, aside from OCR, what other um, what other sports? Like, I I don't know. I don't really remember if you've actually mentioned it during the course of the interview. And if you did, then. I'm probably just forgetting it because, like I said, my my no, memory is horrible. Yeah. Um. But uh, but what other what other sports do you like to partake in?
0: Well, so I kind of mentioned I grew up as a gymnast. Like I had in my mind; I was going to be the next Mary Ren yep. Med, my dreams on the Olympics, which was very <laughs> far from that. But <laughs> I did compete competitively. I was the Washington State champion for my level. It was like the levels were all different back then. But um, two years in a row, I was the state champ and – and then I was 14, and I just was getting burned out. Practice was like four or five hours a night, four nights a week, and I wanted to play varsity and team sports in high school. So I decided to focus on basketball, and I played basketball throughout high school. Uh, I went to Lakeside in Seattle, and then I actually ended up playing college basketball at a very small Division three school in washington Whitman College. Um, and then I started – Running cross country, kind of on a whim to get ready and get in shape for basketball season, yeah. and it turned out like that really was more my sport. Like I, I loved it. So um, yeah. I don't do any of that. You know, like now I just run just like OCR. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> now my husband's a big time skier, so we. A ton. We uh, go up to Mammoth Mountain. We always take one big ski trip for to head to Montana in February. And um, that's kind of oh, wow. the big thing we do as a family and we get all the kids up on skis. And that's always super fun, even though it's a <laughs> kind of a, a hot mess, you know, getting all the kids to the mountain and all the schlepping you do, but <laughs> so worth it. And they love it. And yeah, but um, yeah, living in Southern California, we get to the beach quite a bit. And that's always fun we do a lot of hiking. And yeah. So, I mean, other than, you know, like racing on the weekends, we, we try to stay active and keep the kids out there running around and, and all that. So.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I've, I've kind of taken, um, a lot of interest in, um, like hiking and not necessarily so much like climbing or mountaineering, but just hiking in general. Um, yeah. there's, I mean, living up here, up here by the Cascades, we've got so many different trails and so many different you know just peaks that we could you know climb up and um i I actually work with quite a few um people that um one actually uh stopped working um for the company that we work for and she actually started working for Uh, um uh rei as a representative for rei so now she gets to go out and she gets to do her thing where she climbs like that's her thing she loves rock climbing so she goes out and climbs all the time and you know, um she uh, that's just her thing. Like she's one with nature and um I've always kind of wanted to do that. I've I've always enjoyed camping, but um hiking has become more of my forte as of late. Um yeah. a couple of I think I think I got bit by the, the hiking bug. I don't know, maybe like a couple of years ago I was um I was doing um T D Y down at one of our locations in Portland. And while I was down in Portland, um, I I was going to Multnomah Falls, like, all the time, and um, they have this just insane ascent right there next to the waterfall. It is just so steep, and it just, it kind of just courses back and forth, um, right up the side of this really steep hillside. And I climbed pretty much, I wouldn't say climbed, but I hiked pretty much all the way up to this um, observation point, and I could see just i had this amazing view of the columbia river gorge and i didn't even want to leave and i I, you know for for multiple reasons i didn't want to leave because it was just amazing um the the view was awesome like that was just i felt so perfectly at home in that spot but i also didn't want to leave because by the time i got up there my legs were shot and so it was like great now i have to descend back down this same path And, um, I, you know, I started walking towards the path and my legs are just quaking underneath me. Just, I mean, it was like, mm-hmm. I was on the verge of, of just muscle failure in my calves and my thighs. And, um, <laughs> and at the time, you know, I wasn't really athletic at that time. You know, I was just, um, I spent a lot of time, um, really sedentary at work. And so I'd put on some weight and so fitness really wasn't my, like my go-to thing at the time. And so I was really dreading this you know, this descent, because I was like, man, I'm already tired. I really haven't hiked, you know, too much, you know, but, um, I, I got down it. And by the time I got down my legs, I didn't even want to just, I didn't want to walk to the car. I just wanted to like ask somebody to like carry me. But yeah, after that, I was, I was like, wow, you know, that was such an amazing, um, such an amazing hike, you know, that
0: I enjoy that now.
1: And, so, you know, I, I love getting out and just walking, um, walking trails and stuff whenever i you know, I'm, I'm available to, it, it doesn't really actually happen that often. It's very rare for me to get out and do trails anymore. Um, when I, <clears throat> in my, um, in my previous marriage, I, I had two really big dogs and so, and I didn't, I didn't have any kids at the time. So, um, I would get out and, you know, just walk my dogs all the time. So I was out walking trails all the time with my dogs. And, um, and that was really great. Um, that, that just happened to be, you know, what we did. And, um, that kind of, you know, it kind of augmented that a little bit more, you know, it was just, you know, it gave me more love for the trails cause I was spending you know time with my dogs. And so, <clears throat> um, but now it's like, I've, I've since I've gotten back into fitness and working out and, being a lot healthier. Um, and then ever since, you know, do it starting during OCR events with Don and Mike, um, it's really kind of like opened my eyes to the different areas. I know that like, um, Adam, he does endurance, like that's his, that's his baby now. Endurance is his thing. And, um, it's, it's, it's really awesome. Um, endurance is something that I want to try. I don't necessarily know if it's my thing yet, but, um, you know, we started kind of this. The podcast being um, mainly about OCR, um, but you know we're we're trying to branch it out into just all other forms of fitness, um, all other forms of you know athleticism and taking care of yourself, and um, so um, because of that, I've I thought you know maybe I want to kind of branch out into doing um, more hiking, and as a part of that, I've kind of made it my goal by the end of 2021 or the um, right around 21. Or 22 thereabouts. Um, my goal is to uh, finally um, ascend and uh, summit Mount Rainier, which is 14,410 oh, yeah. feet. And so I—that's um, quite
0: a goal. That's, that's, like that's a, a huge, great one to work towards. Awesome. Yeah.
1: Um, there's a there's a guy that I work with too that actually he does it. Um, I don't know if it's yearly, um, but he does it. Um, he has a fundraiser for his daughter um because his uh his daughter actually has was diagnosed with cancer and so um they put together like a a like a group climb every i, I think it's every year it's like every other year um but uh they get up there and they they raise a a lot of money and, and um they usually but I know this year he talked about they didn't actually get to summit the top of it just due to the um the weather conditions, but um he's made it up there as far as I know, he's made it up there a couple of times and you know, every time he makes it up there, he's like, you know, it's, it's better than it was the last time. So
0: Oh yeah. Oh wow. That'd be pretty amazing. My husband climbed right near
1: years ago <laughs> and it's kinda of Yeah, they say short. once you get bit by that. Yeah, they say once you get bit by that bug, you know, it's like you, you start wanting to um, climb all these other mountains, and uh, yeah. I'm hoping that's not the case, because that's that's a really expensive venture to get into, um, yeah. and I would hate Even to get OCR. into yet another, <laughs> yeah, I would hate to yeah. get into, I mean, I would love to, but I would hate to get into yet another expensive venture, uh, my first one being that's buying fine. a house, um, but, uh no the... Um, Yeah, so I started like I don't know. I started reading books about mountaineering and stuff like that. And there was a guy that um, climbed. He basically made it his his thing to be one of the few people who uh, I I believe that it's called the Seven Summits. There's like the seven highest summits in the world, and you um, there's a guy that lives up here in Snoqualmie, and I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but he actually went up to the top of Mount Everest and Um, he left his Sherpa like a thousand feet like down because his Sherpa got really sick. And he was like, you know, it's only a thousand more feet. I can, I can make it to the top, you know? And and he got up to the top and um, like previously on the trip, he had had some like difficulties with his goggles. And so like the inner lining um, had or like the inner um, lens had cracked. And so he had removed it and all that. Well, because he had done that he had reduced his amount of, Um, UV protection that he had um, whenever he would get up to the top. So his UV protection for his eyes was cut by like, I think, 50%. So when he got to the top, he was up there for a couple of minutes and then he went snow blind and could not see for anything. So he had to descend, um, you know, he had to descend Everest back to camp blind. And he, he was basically working, yeah, he was basically working off of, you know, the amount of study time that he had put into, you know, memorizing certain landmarks in the mountain, um, certain points that he, you know, where he was at, his, basically his carnal directions. Um, I mean, it's just, it's crazy the story that he has. Um, He had quite a bit of difficulty getting down, but he survived. And um, (laughs) so, but yeah, I remember he had said something about, you know, once you, once you basically get into mountaineering, you're, you're hooked and you know, I'm I'm afraid that if I climb Mount Rainier that's what I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be hooked. Yeah.
0: You'll never go back. You'll be doing podcasts right. on nearing. That's pretty cool though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Reach for the
1: stars. Um exactly right. Awesome. Yeah. So I wanted to see, do you have any shout outs or um or any like, you know, sponsorships that you wanna, you know, put
0: out on here? Yeah, well I mean that we already touched on the camp for sure. Um keeps me motivated mm-hmm. and gives me dialed with programming. But so Manuka Sport is actually my supplement, go-to brand for hydration. And they've got the gel packets of Manuka honey. It's basically, it's primarily made from the Manuka honey um, in New Zealand. So um, they have three sponsored athletes, myself, Ian Hosek and Ashley Heller. We've been using it all year long. It's great stuff. Uh, UK-based company. That's been great for nutrition. And... um, yeah, other than that, just uh, been loving my VJ shoes and um, shout outs for sure to uh, my husband who's the guy that stays home with our four little ones every time I'm lucky enough to go race and I, I couldn't race if he wasn't supportive of that. He definitely gets to go do his skiing and hunting, so it's a, it's a good balance and we make it work. But um, yeah, there's always someone on the home front that isn't out there at the race. You know, on the other side, you don't see and then he's my guy for that, so yeah, I super appreciate you guys reaching out to me and um, I'm a fan of the show and of the group and actually one of my good friends from high school is a part of the group and she um, pointed me out to you guys. So definitely want to try to link up with you guys at awesome. some of these Northwest races or any of the other races you guys get to. So.
1: Oh, of course. Yeah, that's definitely one of our favorite parts is, you know, finally getting to put, um, you know, faces to names and, and actually getting to meet um, in real life. Um, I know a couple of people that I've interviewed. Um I still haven't met yet, but I would really love to, um, some race directors and stuff like that based out of like Eastern Washington and some out of Canada. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I definitely look forward to it. Um, it's definitely one of my favorite parts is is meeting the people that I've interviewed and actually getting to sit down and kind of just follow up with, them, find out where they've been since. And so, yeah, it definitely would be, uh, would be a lot of fun. I know we're planning on taking a trip. Um, I think next year we're talking about going down to California um, for a couple of oh, races cool. so if that's the case then we'll we'll definitely probably see you there
0: yes you will good i hope so
1: awesome well uh faye thank you so much for being a part of the podcast tonight um all right, so yeah nice thank, thank you on. very much for your time and for your service and um you know continue to be awesome out there um we're definitely rooting for you and have a great night all
0: right you too thank you thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast if you haven't done it yet find us on Facebook. Like and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. This show is brought to you by James Safety Services in partnership with Beat OCR. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you like to hear. You can find us on Facebook or at beastocr.org.